Hey, good morning, church. How are we doing this morning, man? You guys are awake and alive. It's great to see you. Yeah, there's always like little chatters like in between the crowds, and I love it, and everyone's paying attention. But then in first service, everyone, if so, if you're visiting from first service, by the way, don't get offended. It feels like first service always just kind of stares at you like, what's this guy going to do now? Well, we got to like, wait for the caffeine to kick in. You know, it's the way God intended it to be for some reason, you know? Um, how are you doing, Chris? I have ADHD, and I don't need coffee. I'm doing great. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing great. Man. Are you guys excited for Thanksgiving? That's like soon. Yeah. Are, like, man, anyone going out of town? Anyone going to be traveling? Or are, are you guys at the point where people are just coming to you now? Like, mm. yeah. We're, we're, we're getting together with some friends on Friday, Saturday, something like that. Saturday, I don't know yeah. when. Saturday, and we're going to have a Friendsgiving. It's going to be a blast. And yeah. we're just so excited to, for everyone to rest and recharge. It's going to be a great week. I'm so excited. I but, can't wait to microwave the food after. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. The leftovers. The remixes of the leftovers. You, you take the... the the mashed potatoes, and you t- fry them, you make torta de papa afterwards. Mm-hmm. So good. Yeah. Anyway, right, we got a couple of announcements yeah. for you guys before we get started. Chris, yeah. go So, ahead. yeah, yeah. First one is going to be, uh, so actually on December 3rd, um, it's we're going to be having a parents' night out. Um, I'm not really sure if that's a Friday or not. I'm hoping it's probably a weekend. This guy's checking right now. We the got Lord him, right? Us with calendars. Yep. That will be a Friday. Go. That will be a Friday, and it's going to be at 530 to 9, so if you have a special lady um that you want to take out that night but you have kids um go ahead and drop them off here we're gonna be doing that 5 uh the last signups is gonna be uh by 12 1 so december 1 on the first is the last 1th. day to register I said yeah that. december yeah. 1 if yeah. you would december 1 that's okay all right next up next up so yeah um we if for those of you who maybe missed the announcements we had a youth rally a glow night if you would on friday night for our youth and it was amazing yeah, it was, it was so great you know, when I was at, at MACU in Oklahoma, like, you know, doing training for ministry, one thing that they told us is it always feels like the church is one generation away from dying. You know, we always have to reach our youth. They're coming up with, like, new and creative ways to sin, and it's like, what the heck? Where did this come from, you know? But I think, I can, I think we can say proudly that on New Beginnings Watch, that's not the case. On our watch, that's not the case because God is moving in our youth. We had a few give their life to Christ on Friday night, and it was fantastic. We can feel the spirit of God starting to flow. And we're so excited because we are fundraising for IYC. Now we're going to bring some of our youth to San Antonio for an amazing youth convention. And we are fundraising for that. In the mall, you might have seen that we have um, a table. We're we're doing lattes. We have, like, little pastries and stuff like that by donation. So if you could support us with that afterwards, we'd appreciate that so much. And so uh, with that in mind, IYC registrations are still open. So if you know of a uh, young person in your life that maybe could benefit, talk to me, talk to Pastor Mike. We can get you more info on that and get them registered. And we are fundraising now, and it's going to be not the cheapest trip, so let's get on that ASAP. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. and then next up, uh, we're having 12-step class signups. The new class begins December 8th with David Krantz. And, of course, if you guys know what 12-step is, um, then – I'm here to explain anyways. Um, so if if uh, you really, I, I mean, just personally experience, like I've seen people come out of 12-step transform, right? Uh, coming from addictions, coming from habits, coming from anything. You know, I've even thought of taking it myself. And um, I can't wait to see uh, what people is going to do at the end of the season of this class uh, for the people that sign up. So those are going to be starting up soon. And then next up is God's Warehouse. Yes, God's Warehouse is still taking donations for new and used toys and blankets. The deadline for the toys, however, is the 7th of December. So act quickly. 
um, because, you know, we want to give. It's, it's, it's so great to give. Um, and especially, remember, blankets we're taking. Uh, there's no deadline for those as long as it is cold. People need blankets. My toes know that for sure at 2 yes. in the morning when the blanket is like, you know, blankets <laughs> wow. are necessary. Yeah. As like, So we're always going to be taking those. And, you know, God's Warehouse is always doing the most. So that's a great way to support them with just donating new and new and or used of course, everything washed and clean, blankets and toys. Yeah, awesome. And then last, of course, but not least, um, guys, we do all this. We do uh, uh, the youth nights, and, and then two kids get saved. We, we do the, the blanket drive and the toy drive, and we do all this with God's warehouse, and then people get um, acquainted for it. These are all things that are not looked over by the church and this is all made possible by your tithes and Absolutely. offerings, by your thank faithfulness. You, yeah, of course, first of all, we want to say thank you for sure. I'm going to be tithing today. Um, but, man, if you guys would want to go ahead and donate or give, uh, you could go ahead and do it uh, by letter, uh, by finding one of our envelopes and then putting it in the box right there by the doors. Or you could go ahead and do it online. I personally do it by the app because um, it doesn't work for me. And it's very, very simple. But other than that... That's all we got for today. Absolutely. Thank you, church, so much for all that yeah. you do. Why don't we rise as we prepare our hearts for worship? Awesome. Spirit of God, we just invite you into this moment, God. Many of us have had long weeks. Many of us have a long week ahead of us. For some of us, Thanksgiving, the holidays is a tough, tough season, God. We just invite you into this space right now. We invite you into our needs. We invite you into our desires. Holy Spirit, we thank you because we know that you are here and it is your presence that transforms us. Thank you for being here in this moment, God. And we ask for your spirit to be so dense in this room, God. Thank you because you make your presence known. You make your presence tangible and we receive you right now. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Why don't we take a moment and greet each other as worship begins. morning, church. Come on. We're going to give him glory today. Amen. You're here to worship. Come on. Yeah.
right give him a shout lord you are worthy of our praise of our adoration and our surrender lord jesus thank you lord we give you the praise and honor lord thank you lord that you have declared me whole heavenly father in jesus name you have declared me one with you heavenly father we give you the glory and the honor that you do, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for coming into my life, coming into our life, Lord. Making a way where there was no way, Lord. In a place where we didn't belong, Lord, where we feel we don't belong, Lord, we say that in my Father's house, there is a place for me, Lord Jesus.
name, Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, holy, holy, holy is the Lord. Holy is the Father. Holy is the Son. Holy is the Holy Spirit. Father, thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you for your immense love. Thank you for your forgiveness, your grace, your mercy. Thank you for how you pour yourself out to us. Thank you for always being available to us. Thank you, thank you for your presence here and online. Oh God, we pray you're outpouring, Lord, on all of us here and online. God, I pray that, Lord, we could release our worries, our fear, our anxiety over to you. <clears throat> Lord, it's just been a, a week of heaviness for a lot of people. Father God, I pray for the family of Pastor George Otero, who ended up going home to be with you, Lord. Pray for Francis and all of the children. Father God, I pray, Lord God, for Pastor Cesar Gavilondo's family. This young 37-year-old pastor who passed away with COVID, and I pray blessing and peace, strength over the family. Father God, we pray, Lord God, for Pastor John Sanchez, who's fighting for his life right now with COVID. We pray healing over him. Father, but there's been others that have passed away with COVID, and God, our hearts are broken. Lord, we pray ministry to those families. Strengthen them, encourage them. Father God, I pray for our sister, Bernada, Lord God, who, Lord, had been declared cancer-free and Father God, now with this last doctor's visit, they said the cancer came back. That's all over the place, God. Minister to our sister, our friend, your daughter. I pray that you touch her and relieve her of her fear and her anxiety and her worry and her pain. And God, we pray that you raise her up once again. Be with all of her family and her sister and her loved ones. Lord, let them experience your peace your power, your strength among them. Father God, this dreaded COVID viruses continue to plague our world. Father, we pray that you'd put it under your feet and that it wouldn't take any more lives, that this, this disease, this virus would come to an end. Father God, we pray, Lord God, your strength over the sick, others that are battling cancer and they're battling kidney disease and hip problems and shoulder problems and Father God uh, high blood pressure and diabetes and just a lot of different sicknesses. We pray healing in Jesus name. Father we love you and we're believing that you're going to pour your Holy Spirit out over our city. We have over a hundred homicides already and we pray that whatever number it's at, 102, 3 whatever it is, it's stopped. That be the highest it's going to go. No more Lord. Father, bring order back in our city, in our county, in our state. Father God, bring just anointing. Protect our first responders. Father God, be with them. Father God, be with all of those that are serving in the military. Father, during these holidays, they're away from their family and they're, they're lonely, they're broken. I pray that you be with those soldiers, men and women, and I pray you be with their families. Father, I pray that you be with the incarcerated. Father God, they're away from their family, and Lord, I just pray healing for those wounds. 
Father, I just thank you for all that you're doing and all that you've done. Father God, there's still some Americans in Afghanistan that we pray that you would bring them out safely and quickly. Father, there's so many things that are on our heart. We just pray your will be done. Your will be done. Your will be done. In the glorious name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen and amen. Pastor Mike, just keep us right there. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Well, the meaning is to come. With all creation I see. Shout out your praise to King Jesus. Tell him how much you love him and how much you appreciate all he's doing for you. And now in just silence, silence before the Lord, right there at home, right here. Tell him what he means to you. Pour out your burden. Give him your praise. Lord, we thank you in Jesus' name. And God's people said amen. amen. Praise the Lord. You may be seated. They already told you where the giving boxes are. They're at every doorway. You could drop your offering there. Or you could text to give or give online. Or you could give on our app. I want to say thank you for your faithfulness because yesterday we were able to bless our community with 125 food baskets. And it was really awesome. I also want to let you know that uh, we were able to give some food baskets to our two Spanish churches, Esperanza Viva and uh, Metanoia. And we were also to bless uh, Pastor Anthony over at Hillcrest. Uh, I mean, uh, Crestview uh, Church, and uh, they were able to get some baskets from us. So thank you, thank you, thank you for your faithfulness. We also had a men's breakfast. Guys, you need to come. We have a blast. And uh, thank God for Pastor Chuck. He hooks us up with all the bacon. We had like 12 or 15 pounds of bacon for two guys. No, no, no. Okay, there was more than two. There was four of us. No, <laughs> but we have a good time. Guys, if you've noticed when you come in, we have a Christmas tree set up, and that's to draw your attention um, because we do a ministry called Angel Tree. And Angel Tree is an amazing ministry. Um, would you welcome Pastor Chris Cleveland?
from under his construction. Uh, and Pastor Chris, can you tell us exactly what Angel Tree Ministry is? Uh, thank you, Pastor. Angel Tree Ministry is a ministry birthed out of prison fellowship, and it's a great story. There was a lady named Mary Kay Beard that was a shotgun-wielding Bonnie and Clyde. She created this organization called Angel Tree by uh, crafting while she was in prison 30 years ago. And so since then, it's carried on to where there's 1.7 million children whose parents are incarcerated receive a gift uh, every year, a Christmas gift. And is that around the world or around? That's around the world. Wow. Yes, sir. Wow. Now, when you say the kids get a Christmas gift, how does this Christmas tree ministry work? So it's really crazy. It starts in about July. All over the world, applications go out to all of the prisoners in the, in the world for us to put in a, for a gift for our children. And then all of those applications go to churches all over the world who are willing to participate. Okay, such so, so the prison chaplain goes to every inmate and says, if you'd like to have your child receive a gift in your name, right? It, yes. It, it comes from the name of the inmate. From the inmate, okay. yes. And because there's some churches that want to sponsor your child, but in your name. That's right. Okay, so if the prisoner chooses to participate, they fill out the application, and they put the child's name and his age and stuff, right? And a special message that goes from the heart of the inmate to the child. Wow. Yeah. Now, how did you hear about this? So, uh, after 28 years of a raging addiction, I was in prison. <laughs> And got an opportunity to put in an application for a gift for my son. And when I did that, there was a faithful servant serving at New Beginnings named Char Carlos Pacheco. Carlos, are you here right there? Yeah, there he is. Come here real Carlos. quick, Carlos. <laughs> Come here. Hey, Carlos. Carlos was a guy. He led me to the Lord in, in, juvenile, or in the detention center in 2002 and in 2005 delivered a gift to my son. <laughs> Carlos, how did you get involved in Angel Tree? Well, let's see. I think the, the Lord was behind all this. And uh, we were doing ministry in there at uh, on the west side. And uh, that's where I met Brother Cleveland. And I don't know, it's just like Everything fell into place. Uh, I think that's where I found out about the angel tree, and I said to myself, well, I'm going to help everybody that I can. I've done this before, but, you know, I didn't know that I was doing this for the Lord. The Lord put that in my heart. I did it with joy in my heart. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I even uh, went a little step further. So I thought, well, I'm going to get... I remember he had his son. He, your son's still around, right? Yes. I, I don't know how old he was. That was, what, a long time ago, huh? Yeah, he was 10. Okay. <laughs> 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 anyway, so I thought, you know, I'm going to do something special. So I went and bought a basketball and I think it, some food. I took it to your son's home or wherever he was staying. And it was a surprise for him. But all this time, 
I didn't know that Lord was planting this seed in my heart to do this. So I kept doing it. I kept doing it. And then uh, my brother, Leland, finally, he came out of the jail, prison. Or <laughs> but he said, free now, thank God. Anyway, uh, we got to fellowship and became close friends. And this artist, and then he's approached me many times. Are you willing to do this? I said, yes, I, I am. And uh, I have been praising God all this time, waiting on the Lord in his timing, in his timing. In my heart, there's a lot of things I want to do for God, but I remember, wait on the Lord. Amen. Don't get ahead of him. Don't get behind him. Amen. And this, I'm shocked right here. I'm shocked. I'm the type that I don't want this accolades. Carlos is and Carlos, no, Jesus. Amen, that's right. Jesus. That's right. He's the one that gets all the glory. The last thing I want to do is have to cut you off, but uh, we still have, he's got more to say and I got more to say and and they still want to leave here in the next 10 minutes. So, (laughs) love you guys. So, Chris, your son was 10 years old. Did you have a relationship with him after all of your drug addiction? No, he, he didn't want anything to do with me while I was in prison. How did he receive the gifts? It, it, it opened up a door for him to receive love, um, not just from, from me, but the love of God from somebody else from the church. And it opened up a relationship for us. And do you have a relationship now? I'm, um, I'm proud to say that my son... Uh, he hasn't been arrested um, since then. He's not a drug addict. Uh, the Lord broke that chain with me, but uh, he was married uh, in October and successfully um, living out his life because Amen. of what that did. Amen. So look, you got to cancel that curse in your life. He he had been arrested over forty times. Did time in prison. His son's never been arrested, never been a drug addict, uh, and very successful in his life. So, Father, thank you for Angel Tree Ministry. Thank you for Pastor Chris and under his construction. We pray for a mighty move of your Holy Spirit to work among our congregation, that, Lord, we could sponsor children and, Lord, uh, fulfill all the gifts that uh, need to be fulfilled this season. And I pray in Christ's name, amen. And I thank you. There's there's angels out there. I'd like to also thank, say thank you to Pastor Richard and to this congregation. We've been doing this now for 15 years here. And um, this year, we're supporting 400 angels. And so 400 children will receive gifts because of your kindness. Thank you so, so much. So please consider sponsoring a child right after a service. You could go by the table. You could get an, a, a, an angel and uh, sponsor one or more, but we really appreciate that. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Chris. Amen. All right. So we took a little bit longer than we thought, but that's all right. Okay. Um, so I'm gonna. Uh, I'm just gonna go faster than normal. All right. Hey. So I I just kicked off a sermon series last week, calling "Hope Comes Alive." You see, Jesus Christ brought hope to this world. At the time that Jesus, when he was born. The government was running everything harshly. A lot of people today in our day and age are not happy with the way the government's been happening over the past years. 
It's just getting, it seems like it's getting worse and worse every year under every presidency. It doesn't even matter. It just, it's, we're in hard times right now. People aren't, aren't pleased with what's happening in communities. And that's what was happening when Jesus came. And when Jesus was born, he brought incredible hope. He brought incredible love. He brought incredible joy. And it was just amazing. And in the midst of pain, do you know that we can still rejoice? In the midst of pain, we can still call on the name of the Lord and celebrate his presence. So we need to understand that. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18, it says, Be thankful in all circumstances. It doesn't say for all the circumstances. So don't say, oh, thank you that I'm going through these problems. But say, thank you, Lord, that you're going through these problems with me. Thank you, Lord. Be thankful in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. So, Lord, minister to us. I pray in Christ's name. Amen. I want to talk about being thankful even in challenging times, in difficult times, to really help us through and see us through and carry us through. Because we could be thankful always. And we could always be thankful for a lot of different things. I just want to focus on five today. And the first one is this. We could be thankful for the grace that God has given us, that God has shown us. His grace, his overwhelming goodness, his overwhelming blessing. Look, I don't care how good you might be and how many good deeds you might do. As good as you are, I'm telling you, the Bible says we still don't measure up. It says that our righteousness is a filthy rag to the Lord because we really don't. Look, the minute you get all sin-free, you're like, thank you, Lord, I'm forgiven. Man, you take a turn and boom, there you are again. It's like, oh, man, what's wrong with us? And we just keep falling into this pit. But Jesus says, don't you understand? That's why I've offered you grace. In Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8, he says, God saved us by his grace when we believed. And you, and he says, he goes, and you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. God's grace literally saves us. He extends his grace. We receive his grace, not by anything we did, but by everything he did. He died for us. He set us free. He has totally, totally set us free. Man, if you've ever read Psalm 103, it is so powerful. I just want to read uh, eight verses out of there. And starting at verse 2 in Psalm 103, it says, Let all that I am praise the Lord. May I never forget the good things he does for me. He forgives all my sins and heals all my diseases. He redeems me from death and crowns me with love and tender mercies. He fills my life with good things, my Youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord gives righteousness and justice to all treated unfairly. And he goes on to say, He revealed his character to Moses and his deeds to the people of Israel. The Lord is compassionate and merciful, slow to get angry, and filled with unfailing love. He will not constantly accuse us nor remain angry forever he does not punish us for our sins he does not deal harshly with us as we deserve 
That's grace. He gives us His love, His mercy, His tenderness, His, his presence. He shows us how much He cares about us. And He pours Himself out to us. And as He gives more of Himself to us, man, we are transformed, we're changed. We don't remain the same. God really does amazing things. So we could always say, thank you, Lord, for your grace. Thank you, Lord, that when, when, when I'm lost and haven't even come to know you, you still extend grace. Thank you, Lord, that when I come to know you and I serve you, you extend grace. Thank you, Lord, that when I, I get mad at you and walk away from you, you still extend grace. Thank you, Lord, that under every circumstance, you extend grace. And he shows mercy and he shows love. And we thank him for that. The second thing we could always be thankful for are for the plans that God has given us. The plans he's given us. God has given us plans to bless us and not curse us. I think a lot of us have heard this verse. It's in the book of Jeremiah, chapter 29, verse 11. And it says, for I know the plans I have, says the Lord. They're plans for good and not disaster. To give you a future and a hope. Man, these are plans that God has for you. It's really amazing because sometimes when we go through a difficult time and we go through a challenging time, sometimes we're overwhelmed and we say, you know what, just forget it. I don't even know, why did God let me go through that? Why is God letting me go through that? Why did I have to suffer that? Why did I have to go through that? You know what's really interesting? That even though God doesn't send those things, because we live in a sinful world, God is with us in those situations and he's using those situations to help you and prepare you. I've gone through crazy stuff in my life. As a child, I went through some, some challenging times. As, as, as a teenager, I went through some challenging times. As, as a young adult, and, and even up to just today. Things that happen in your life. Things that you're overwhelmed with. Things that you don't even like to talk about. Your past that you're like, man, this, is, this really is, this is a drag. Like, why do I have to talk about this? But yet the things that have happened in my life as a young child, teenager, on and on and on, are the things that God uses for me to minister. He was training me even then. It's weird how God will put people in front of me that have gone through stuff that I've gone through, and I could I, I identify with them. I, can, I don't know exactly what they're going through because everyone goes through it differently, but I know what I went through when I went through that. And I don't like talking about some of those things. Haven't you ever found that the things you're most ashamed of are the things God uses to help minister to others? Because he shows them that in our feeble state of mind, in our feeble state of life, he transforms things and changes it up so much and he totally radically changes us that people sometimes see us and they don't think we have any problems at all and we're going, man, if you only knew. If you only knew what I've gone through, if you only knew what I've been up against, if you only knew what's happened to me, if you only knew, you would just shake your head and go, wow, how did you make it? God has plans. He wants to use you. And a lot of times we work against ourselves because we don't believe it, we don't receive it, we don't hold on to it, and then we think, oh, yeah, right, like if I'm really going to be able to do that, like if I'm going to be able to do that. And God says, don't you understand how much I love you? Don't you understand that I'm going to work everything out to work for the good? He even says that in Romans chapter 8, verse 28. He says, for we know that God causes everything to work together for good, but to those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. 
So he's saying, I'm even going to take the bad tragedy of your life. I'm going to take the hardship of your life. I'm going to take the broken pieces of your life. And I'm going to put you back together and make it so that you're going to be able to use your story for his glory. You're going to be able to share your pain for his gain. People are going to grow because of you. They're going to be helped because of you. Because he has this plan to carry you through, to help you through, to minister to you, and to really let these people know that, you know what? You're going to get through this. We don't understand that all the time. And we think, how's that going to happen? Lord, I've got so much pain. I've got so much bad memories. I don't even know how I'm going to do it. He says, cast your cares upon me because I care for you. And once you give it over to him, guess what? He does, he takes your broken pieces and he makes someone new. He makes you new, but he makes someone new through you. That's why it says in 1 Corinthians chapter, or 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 3 and 4, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the God of all peace and power that comforts us in our affliction so we might be able to comfort others with the same comfort we've received from God. See, God gives us this plan, and he has a plan for your life, and he wants you to live it out. And he's not going to say there's not any broken pieces in that plan. He's not going to say you're not going to go through a difficult time in that plan. He's just saying in the midst of that plan, you are going to make it through because I'm going to be with you. And that's the third thing we could be thankful for. We could always be thankful that his promise to never leave us is real. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. He will never turn his back on you. He will always, always be there. God will see you through. God's amazing. God protects us. God shields us. God watches out for us. God takes us through times of, of, of just trial. And we can say, thank you, Lord. Do you know that it was a year ago today that I was being released from the hospital after battling COVID. And thank God I got to walk out and I got to, well, they wheeled me out because that's the rules. But once I got out, I was like, yeah, I'm ready to go, baby. I'm there, where's Cindy? She pulled up and I jumped in. Vámonos. It was like a high-speed chase escape, man. I'm going, I'm getting out of here. Jail break, hospital break. But you know what? God was with me. God, man, people were praying. You guys were praying. People were praying all over the world for me. And, man, I felt those prayers. And, man, you're locked up in this room that's all sealed, and they had a plastic shield they put there. They had to come in the door, and then they had to unzip this thing. They'd only come in there. They'd come in at one time. The nurse would bring the tray. They'd check all your vitals and all that and leave. I wouldn't see anybody again for eight hours. It was weird. Man, housekeeping, they don't do no housekeeping. They don't do dietary. Nobody came in for nothing. I was like, this is weird. This is weird, especially me. I like people around me. So I'm there, like, talking. And, man, I didn't have a voice. I couldn't talk. But you know what? Man, God's word was there with me. God was with me. I had my phone, and I asked my wife to bring the charger, and they let me have it. And I would just play scripture and hit play, and it would just read scripture to me because the Lord was with me. He promised to be with me, and sure enough, he was. And he's there with you. He's there to take care of you and watch out for you and be there with you through anything that you've gone through. Man, I'll never forget when we, we first moved out here. Last night, I, I got a phone call 
last night from a dear friend named David Telfer. Dr. Telfer called me and we're talking and he's with the Church of God. He used to be the director over all the the, the home mission stations, the, the Spanish churches, Native American churches, uh, the the uh, just Asian churches. Anyway, he was he called me, and as I'm talking to him last night, I go, "Man, Dr. Telfer, God, it's good to hear your voice. How you doing?" He goes, "Great." He goes, "Richard, I just want you to know that I follow you and Cindy, and I've followed you for the last 39 years." And he goes. And I stepped away from the Church of God to take this other position at a university. But I followed you, and I pray for you guys often. And he goes, I'm, I'm so proud of what God has done through you guys and through the congregation of Southside Church of God and of New Beginnings Church. You guys are making such an impact in so many areas of the world and in this city, your city. And I said, man, Dr. Telfer, I've, I've shared this story a thousand times over. I'll never forget that. You see, I was working for a chemical company in Corpus Christi, Texas. I had left the insurance business because I had gotten saved, and I didn't know how to sell insurance unless I had alcohol around me, and that's the way I was taught. So I'd always take my clients, wine and dine them, and get drunk with them, and I was all messed up, and God had set me free of alcohol, and I I just quit. I just quit. I said, I don't want to relearn it. I just walked away from the insurance business, and I was working at a chemical plant, and I was working that, that night, I was working the four to midnight shift. And man, I had spent all night with the Lord, man. Just, it was a glorious time as I was working. And this was in Corpus Christi, Texas. So I worked right at the bay. I could see the ocean. And it was like, man. And I just looked out and I said, God, I want to do your work 100%. I don't even know what I meant by that. I just want to do your work 100%. When I got home, I got home about 1 o'clock in the morning, woke my wife up, and I go, hey, babe, I want you to pray with me. And she goes, did you have a really bad day? I go, no, I had a glorious day. I go, man, so we got on the side of the bed, and we knelt down, and I said, Cindy, I just want to do God's work 100%. She goes, what do you mean? I go, I don't even know what I mean. All I know is that when, I, when I'm preaching, man, I, when I go to the jails, man, I love that. When I go to the homeless ministries, I love that. I go, when we're feeding in the streets, I love that. Man, when we go to park rallies, I love that. I just feel so complete. I just, I just want to do God's work. 100%. I didn't know if I meant full-time. I don't even know what I meant. And I go, I prayed that, Dr. Telfer, and a week later, you called me at 1030 at night. And you go, hey, are you Richard Mansfield? I go, yes, I am. I go, you're Dr. David. He goes, I'm Dr. David Telfer. Your name keeps coming up. God's using you greatly here in South Texas. And we have a building in Albuquerque, and we want to try to revive a church that was once there that closed. And we'd like to ask to see if you'd considered coming. And I'm like, who is this, man? And he goes, I'm David Telfer. I go, don't understand. Is this Billy? You're just playing a prank on me? He goes, no, it's Dr. Telfer. He goes, what time is it there? I go, it's already, by now it was like 1045. He goes, oh, I'm sorry, man. I'm over in in the, the West Coast. Over here, it's only 845. I didn't even think. Next thing you know, I become the pastor at Southside Church of God, and we plan a church, and here we are today. See, God has plans. There were difficult times. That's when the South Valley was crazy, guys. Some of you remember those days. It was like the Old West. 
it was like it is now here, just in a different part of the city. Now it's all over the city. But man, back in those days, the South Valley like this, what now they call the international zone or the war zone. Man, it was, it was a crazy time. Man, they're shooting. We had drive-by shootings at my house, at the church. There was times I'd be like, hey, Lord, forgive me. I thought I heard your voice. I thought I really was supposed to come here, and I, I'm putting my wife and my little babies through this. And Lord, God, what did I do wrong? And all of a sudden, I'd get a letter in the mail say, you transformed my life. I'd get a letter in the mail say, I heard about your ministry. I'm praying for you. And I'll never forget, I had just been here maybe eight days or ten days. And I was a young guy. I was 24 years old. I was all, I was greener than green. One time they did a roast. They were roasting me. Our congregation had a dinner, and David Gonzalez painted his face all green, and he did a skit imitating me. And I go, I wonder why his face is all green. And he goes, my name is Pastor Richard, and I know I'm really green, but I'm learning. I love the Lord. <laughs> that was me. I didn't know anything, man. And I was here about eight days, ten days, and I hear, it's that kind of urgency. And I go, yeah, may I help you? He goes, where's your dad? I go, my dad? Yes, where's your dad? I go, well, my dad's in El Paso. Wait, I'm some, who, who do you want? He goes, I want the pastor. I go, I'm the pastor. He goes, you're too young to be a pastor. I was 24. I was all flaquito, all, hey, 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 you know. And he, I go, well, what's wrong? How can I help you? My wife's having, she went into labor. She's giving birth. I need you. Come on. And we take off down the street, running three houses down, and I delivered a baby. And I'm going, wow, God, they didn't teach me this in Bible college. <laughs> and I said, I'm here where I'm supposed to be, bringing life. Spiritual life and even real life, wow. So yes, I've delivered children before. <laughs> I didn't even get to deliver my, I was there when my wife had the baby, but man, I got that, oop, check it out, we got a baby. <laughs> and I bring you to the third thing. And we get, thank God because he never leaves us. I, I just, that's what I was talking about, but Hebrews 13, 5. I will never fail you. I will never abandon you. Isaiah 43, verse 2. When you go through the deep waters. Any of you in deep water right now? Some of you are not just up to your nose. You're, you're, it already is above your head, and you've got to jump out and, and then take a breath, and you go back under. He goes, I'll be with you. Reminds me when I taught my kids to swim, my grandchildren. And I take them in the water, and I go, hey, it's three feet. It's... Uh, just bounce down and you could almost stand up in there. I go, just because it's eight feet, it's the same thing. It's just water. All you got, learn to move your arms, kick your legs. You're going to do good. But I was there with them. And then I'd take them out to the deep end. And I'd launch them out right about in the middle and let go. I go, come on, swim it. You're going to do it. You're going to do it. But I'd reach out. I'm right here. That's God. I'm right with you. When you go through... Rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. When you walk through the fire of oppression, some of you are feeling the heat, aren't you? You will not be burned up. The flames will not consume you. Man, God has a way of taking care of us. He's there with us. The fourth thing we could give thanks about is we could always be thankful for the changes he's making in us. Aren't you glad you're changed? Aren't you glad you're not the way you were yesterday? 
Aren't you glad you're not the way you were five years ago or ten years ago? Man, God has transformed our life. He's changed our life. He's made a difference in our life. He's right there for us. He's taking care of us. He's watching out for us. He cares about us. He wants to make changes. He knows you're going through difficult times. Look what it says in Romans 5, 3, and 4. We can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials. For we know that they will help us develop endurance. And endurance develops strength of character. And character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. He goes, so don't you understand? He goes, even when you're going through a difficult time, I'm there with you. Even though you're a difficult time, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. I have plans for you. I am there for you because I'm offering my grace to you. Don't you understand? I am here for you. He says right there in Philippians chapter 2, verse 13, he goes, for God is working in you, giving you the desire. He's giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. See, we misquote a scripture all the time. We say he gives you the desires of your, of your heart. And what we think he's saying there is whatever you want, he's going to give it to you. So, E, I want a Corvette scenery. That's my desire. So, Lord, give me a Corvette. Give me a Corvette. Now, he might give you a Corvette, but what that scripture is really saying is he's going to put in you the things you're supposed to desire. He's going to give you the desires of what your heart is supposed to be. He's going to give you the things. He says they're giving you the desire and the power that pleases him. He's going to give you the things that are going to please God. Sometimes we go through a difficult time, and it's hard to believe that. Sometimes it's hard to even understand <clears throat> that he really does care about us. Look, there's a dear friend of mine that has gone through a difficult time. It's been like one tragedy after another. This young man has just gone through painful events. There's been loved ones in his family that have been murdered. There's been loved ones in his family that have had tragic accidents. He had a tra tragic accident, got run over by a car, broke his pelvic, just messed. He was in a wheelchair close to a year. Just broken times, like one thing after another. And he's like, I don't know, I, maybe I have a curse. I'm, I, I, I do something and something goes wrong. It just happens over and over. I said, no, that's not it. The devil hates you. He hates me. He wants to take us down. But he's from a house of faith, a home of faith, a home that loves the Lord. And he's always loved the Lord. Then someone else got murdered in his family. It's like, oh, my God, I can't take this anymore. A loving God can't do this. And I said, a loving God didn't do that. This wicked devil that we are battling gets into the minds of people. And they do wicked things. They rape people. They beat people. They kill people. They rob people. They hurt people. The devil's a liar, and he wants to kill, steal, and destroy. And he doesn't stop at anything. He never shows mercy. But his heart was so broken, he goes, I can't. I can't come to church. I can't talk to God. I'm so mad at God. I don't even know if God even exists. What? Why would this loving God allow all this tragedy to happen? this horrible things. And so he's been praying, God, give me some kind of a sign. Show me some way 
that you really are for real and that you really do hear my prayer and you hear my brokenness and you understand my anger and you understand my pain. And, and he was just crying out and it was like, I, I can't do this. Well, the year anniversary came of his family member's death and he was murdered. And They were going to have a vigil that night, but the young man that had been killed had always wanted to go to this concert. And the concert had been canceled during the COVID. And the concert was back in town here in Albuquerque the same time as the vigil. And they said, you know what? In honor of our loved one that died, we're going to go to the concert to represent him there. So they went to the vigil ahead of the family time. And then they finally went out. But all these things were going wrong. It's like one thing after another. It's like the one that was supposed to pick him up was late. They couldn't get the tickets because he had them. Then he showed up to the vigil where they were supposed to meet late. And then he said, now I got to go get ready. He's like, are you kidding us? So they finally get to the concert. They missed the first go round, the first warm, the two first two warm up acts. And as he's walking down, it's over at the, the amphitheater, and he's walking, he's just walking kind of in a bubble going like, man, life is rough. Life is painful. I'm remembering my loved one right now. And I'm at this concert that I really don't even want to be at, but I want to be here representing my loved one. And as he's walking, he's walking down and a path where Thousands of people had already walked past. And they're going, Lord, can't you show me some kind of sign? And he had been praying for a sign that you really do care about me. You really understand me. You're really with me. You really love me. And as he's walking, there's just dirt there. And he sees like this tiny little, about the size of my fingernail, sticking out of the ground kind of shines and he goes what is that he goes back and he's looking and they're going the people he's with are going what's up he goes don't you see that he goes what he goes look he moves aside the sand and he finds a cross and I'm talking a beautiful beautiful gold cross solid gold made by a very famous Santa Fe artist and it's there dug into the ground with just this tiny little point sticking out. And when I saw this cross, I'm like, there's your sign. <laughs> but not to him. He's like, when are you ever going to show me a sign? And he's holding this cross in his hand and he's looking at it. And he's like, and he's cleaning it off and it had been there for some time. And he turns it around and then the bottom... I looked at it, and it's got a little heart with a cross inside. So it's got a cross, but it's got a heart with a cross in it. And I go, oh, my gosh. I don't know what that says to you, but it says to me, you're carrying your loved one in your heart. And he's carrying your heart in his heart. And I go, can you see that that's your sign? He goes, I didn't see it at that time because I've been so broken and so hurt. He goes, when I got home, 
I told my family how I found this cross in the sand. And they go, what? You found the cross in the sand? He goes, yes, at what time? He told them the time. At that very hour at the vigil, they had given everyone a little cross to put in the sand. And he's like, wow, I found my cross in the sand. And he finally goes like, okay, Lord, I'm still confused. I'm still frustrated with you. I still love you, but aren't you glad our God allows us to tell him how we feel? Aren't you glad our God heals broken hearts? Aren't you glad he gives us whatever sign we need at the moment we need it to let us know I am here with you? He's making changes in our life that will change us forevermore. In 2 Corinthians 12, verse 9, it says, every time he says, this is Paul the Apostle, my grace is all you need. My power works best in weaknesses. So now I am glad to boast about my weaknesses. He says, so that the power of Christ might be seen and work through me. And I'm bringing you to the very last thing I want to say. That we could always be thankful for the home that he's preparing for us. Do you understand that if you are a Christian, he's preparing a home for you? Do you understand that as a Christian, you are going to have a mansion in heaven? You know what? When I was in the hospital, I didn't know if I was going to... I kept saying I'm going to make it. I never spoke death. But I'll tell you what, there was times that my body was like ready to give up. And I go, no, 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 I'm not going to kick in. Come on, lungs, breathe, breathe, breathe. And, and, and I, they were going to put me on a ventilator. And I go, no, I, 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 I bring me a spirometer. That's a little plastic thing with a hose that you suck on and float the ball. I go, that's what they, I've always told how they heal lungs and, and restore lungs. I go, that's what I want. And they finally brought me one, and I, I just started working away. But I said, Lord, you know what? I'm ready to go if, if, if you want to take me. But, Lord, I'd really like at least another 25 years so I could see my grandchildren grow. So I'm, I'm believing, I'm praying that, that once I hit 80, 86, 87, okay, Lord, go ahead and take me if you want. You know, I just pray that I'd, I'd be healthy all the way till then. But I'm telling you, we could be thankful that God's preparing a place. I'm telling you, look what he says right there in John chapter 14, verse 2 through 3. He goes, there's more than enough room in my father's house. If it were not so, would I have told you that I'm going to prepare a place for you? You know what? I don't know about you, but my goal is to get to heaven. He says in verse 3, when everything is ready, I love this verse, when everything is ready, this is Jesus talking. I will come and get you so that you will always be where I am. He's going to come and get us. I like love that passage. You know what? I've been with people when they die. Sometimes they start seeing loved ones that have died before them. But to think Jesus is the one that comes and gets us. He comes to pick us up. This friend of mine that his loved one was killed. He was a young man. He was just in his early 20s. And you know what? He was a born-again Christian, washed by the blood, baptized, and he was ready to go. We didn't want to send him home yet. He was only a young man. But he's where we want to get. 
He's already there going, Dad, I'm in heaven. This is amazing. My grandpa told me about this place. My dad, my family, they're all believers, man. So he's already warming up the place for when we get there. Matthew 25, 34 says, Then the king will say to those at his right, Come, you who are blessed by my father. Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the creation of the world. I'm telling you, he says in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 4 through 6, he goes, we have a priceless inheritance, an inheritance that is kept in heaven for you, pure and undefiled, beyond the reach of change and decay. And through your faith, God is protecting, he says, he's protecting you by his power until you receive his salvation, which is ready to be revealed to us on the last day for all to see. So be truly glad. There is a wonderful joy ahead. Man, heaven's great, guys. A wonderful joy ahead, even though you may endure some trials for a while here. I'm telling you, we're going to get the glory, and it's going to be great. He reminds us, Paul the Apostle tells us in 2 Corinthians 4, verse 8 and 9, he says, we're pressed on every side by troubles, but we're not crushed. He goes, we're perplexed, but we're not driven to despair. We are pressed, we are hunted down, but never abandoned by God. We get knocked down, but we are not destroyed. I'm telling you, church, I hope today you can leave here giving thanks to God for him being so loyal to you, so protecting of you. He has shielded you with his love. He's poured out his grace. He says, I am with you forevermore. I will always be here for you from everlasting to everlasting. He has these amazing plans for your life. He really promises to never leave you or forsake you and to make sure that he wants to bring changes in your life so that you could be transformed. Would you allow him to do that? If you've never received Christ, I would really love to invite you to do that today. If you've never asked him to be your king, your savior, your Lord, and you want to do that today, just raise your hand and say, Pastor, I've never prayed that. I want to do that. Anybody here today? Anyone here? And what I want to do is close by saying this. I hope and pray that this be one of your greatest thanksgivings. That even, even if you've had a loss in your family, sit around and say, God, how amazing. We got to know this amazing person you brought into our life. Our dad or our mom, our son or our daughter, our nephew or our niece, our grandson or our granddaughter best friend and Lord now they're not here but God thank you that I got to know them thank you that I got to experience them I've already done 58 funerals this year Pastor Joseph's done some and Pastor Michael has done some I'm not even including those numbers loved ones people that I love very dearly some that were very dear friends. I'll be straight up, that's been hard. This morning I was looking at the piano and missing Susan. Pastor George was a dear, dear friend. 
Cesar was a young man that wanted to serve God. And many others that have done. Some that weren't in ministry, but they were in our congregation. Part of my family, part of my life. It's heavy. But God is strong. And in our weaknesses, he makes us whole. Lean into him. Cast all of your cares upon him. So today, if you need prayer, if you're carrying a burden and you're like, man, Lord, I'm finding it hard to say thank you. I'm finding it hard to release this. I pray that today you will. Would you stand with us as we close in prayer? But if you want to come up, I invite you to come up. I, I just, Pastor Mike, would you sing that song again, Revelation song? I, oh my gosh, what a powerful song. Let it minister to you. Let it speak to you. But if you want prayer, I invite you to come up right before we close. Ashes of lightning, rolls of thunder.
we pour our heart out before the Lord. Be transparent. Be real. I know I keep praying that he restore my eyesight. It's the weirdest thing I've had to adjust to. What's really hard is up here. The lights are real strong. It's hard. Then I change the lights and I'm trying to go down the stair. I can it my eye tells me, watch out, there's no step there. And then the other one's like, yes, there is. And I get all messed up. But my driving is really good. <laughs> really mean that. <laughs> but God, every one of us is carrying some kind of trial. I pray that today we can say, thank you, God. Thank you, God, for your grace. Thank you for the plan you have for us, Lord, and that you've never left us. You have never forsaken us. And you're changing us to be more like you. Father, thank you that you're preparing a place for us in heaven. And I pray, Lord God, that it'll be a long time before we get there. But God, the main thing is that we get there. So, Father God, we renew our commitment to you and say, Lord, thank you. Thank you for washing us with the blood of the Lamb. I pray blessing, Lord God, over our congregation. All those that are here and all those that are watching online. Father, I pray blessing over the orphanage in Africa that asked us to pray for them. They're watching, Lord God, and they've been faithful in watching. And Lord, they're hurting and they're broken and they have needs. Help that orphanage right there in Africa, Lord that they're asking for you to intervene in their life. Now, Father God, let us truly celebrate this week. There's going to be people traveling. We pray covering over them as they travel, some leaving Albuquerque, some getting here. We pray that families can have a glorious time together. And we pray this in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Hey, two announcements. Number one, this Wednesday is our Thanksgiving service. I hope you're going to be here to celebrate with us. Also, today at 5 o'clock, Heaven's Door Ministry at God's Warehouse is doing a Thanksgiving outreach. They're part of our ministry. If any of you could be there, they'd love the assistance. God bless you. If you want to sign up for Angel Tree, don't forget, right outside the door over by that Christmas tree. God bless you, church. We love you.